Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. How long do you live in a place before it starts feeling like home? How long before it becomes part of how you express yourself? For Irish fiddler, singer, and dancer Emer Arkins, it's about 10 years, and her new album, Here and There, celebrates how she feels at home and in meaningful community in both St. Louis and her native Ireland. One of Emer's original compositions on her new album, She's At It Again, demonstrates that. It's a song named in honor of Helen Gannon, a leader in St. Louis Irish arts for decades. Here's a bit of that track. And here to talk with us about the making of her new album, we welcome the artist herself, Emer Arkins. Emer, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to see you here in person. Likewise. Now, did this album start you know, with a single song? Was it a feeling, an event? It started with an idea that I had during COVID uh, when I couldn't go home to County Clare. So I started learning more and more tunes that are from that area. And I did a little video project that year performing the tunes in different parts uh, of the St. Louis city area. And then from there, it sort of grew legs. It it, it stopped and started a few times, but then I decided to to commit to it and uh, to make this album, which features mostly tunes from County Clare mm-hmm. and then um, some songs. But all of the musicians on the album are people that I play with regularly here in St. Louis. Okay. And how is it that you chose those places? The the places I chose to, to record the little videos had connections to the title, some of them. So like one of the tunes that I recorded was The Hairy Chested Frog. And <laughs> those of you that might be familiar with Venice Cafe, there's a huge frog outside it. So oh. it was just sort of a little fun little project, something to do um, during COVID, uh, just bouncing around the city performing and um, making little videos. Yeah. So clearly, you know, there are these connections between the two places that mm-hmm. are home to you, uh, County Clare, which is in Western Ireland, and here St. Louis, which is part of the, the Midwest of the U.S. Um, talk to me about one of the songs on this album called St. Louis Waltz. What is the, the story behind that? Well, during again, during COVID, uh, when I was teaching online a lot, I was trying to find new music pieces and new songs to teach my students and uh, a lot of our Irish tunes are named after places and it's hard to form a connection to a a place and a tune if you don't know where that place is and so I just decided to google St. Louis Um, and I there's a a great database for Irish music called thesession.org so I typed St. Louis into it and up to pop the St. Louis waltz and there was only one known recording of it and it was by um, two people who are actually based in County Clare 
one of whom is from County Clare that oh. had recorded it. So I just thought, what are the chances that there's one piece of music out here that's called the St. Louis Waltz recorded in County Clare? Uh, and how long ago do you know, remember? It was recorded in 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you, did you have any... No, I'd never heard it. I'd no, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And then I contacted one of the musicians to find out, you know, how it how he learned it and he said someone came to Doolin which is a very popular tourist and music town in County Clare someone came to Doolin in the 80s played the tune informally at a session and said it's called the St. Louis Waltz and and he and this other lady took this guy at his word and they recorded it and called (laughs) it that (laughs) so who knows it might be known uh, elsewhere in the world as something completely different but for now it's the St. Louis Waltz okay it it works (laughs) so the songs on the album um, here and there, it ranges from uh, Shan Nos, mm-hmm. uh, which is in the old way, uh, to folk. So this range, mm-hmm. um, was that something that you want to make sure was part of this or is just sort of inherent to to what Irish music is? I think that's a great question. I think it, it captures sort of the the different types of songs and different music that I play and also a little bit of my own musical journey uh, in County Clare when I started playing music and especially when I was singing I sang a lot of Shanos and traditional songs and since coming to St. Louis and, and the US I have traveled a lot and performed with a lot of different people and in a lot of different settings and so my own musical repertoire has really expanded and I think um, that you can see that in the range of songs that's on the album. Mm-hmm. And in this song, St. Louis Waltz Mm -hmm. specifically, how do we see that range? Oh, well, that's a little bit different because that is a, a an instrumental piece. So when I'm talking about the songs with the, talking about the ones with, with lyrics, the uh, St. Louis Waltz is, um, it's pretty traditional, um, but it, I think w- it, what makes it, sets it apart on the album is that I come uh, buying it with two players from the St. Louis String Collective. So it's not just what we would call hardcore traditional music. There's mm-hmm. beautiful sort of classical and um, other genres present in the arrangement of the of the piece. Okay. Let's hear some of St. Louis Waltz. And that was St. Louis Waltz, which is on the new album from uh, Imar Arkins. The album is called uh, Here and There. There's a, another song that I'm interested in hearing a little bit about. Um, it is Terre de Wallaroo, um, and it features lilting. Tell us what lilting is and what is, uh, what is it about it that is remarkable? Lilting is a form of mouth music and it, it's 
in Ireland it's known sometimes as diedling because often the vocables that you choose start with the letter D. So in order to lilt, you take a dance tune, um, like a jig or a reel, and instead of playing it on an instrument, you come up with nonsensical vocables, which is a very fancy way of saying gibberish or, <laughs> or gobbledygook. And you use those vocables to get the tune across. Mm-hmm. So on that song, Tara Walyaru, that is both a song and it's written in jig time. So the melody is actually a, a piece of music in itself. It's a jig. And so the lilting works particularly well. It sort of fuses the the instrumental and the vocal performance all together. Mm-hmm. So lilting is really at the intersection of um, music, song and of dance because it's very percussive. Mm-hmm. And let's hear a bit of uh, Tara de Walyaru. And it's a song that features lilting is on your new album. Now, that song has you singing Mm -hmm. using another instrument, not just the the fiddle. And you're singing in Gaelic. That's correct. Uh, Talk with us about the difference between speaking or singing in Gaelic and singing something that is in, in English or another language. Well, I grew up speaking Gaelic or Irish, uh, um, as we call it, and uh, it's a compulsory subject in school. But my mom was also an Irish teacher, so we spoke a lot of Irish at home. So I've been singing in Irish as long as I've been singing in English. Mm -hmm. Actually, some of the first songs I would have learned in school were in Irish. So in in some ways, there's no difference to me. Um, And in other ways, some of the songs that I sing in Irish um, are... There's so the melodies and the lyrics are so old that they can really transport you to a different time. Not that that's not the case with English songs as well, but um, they sometimes feel a little bit more special or a little bit more personal when you can completely immerse yourself in this other time and in, 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 in a story from a past life. This particular one, though, Tara Walyaru, is a kind of a humorous story between a father and a daughter arguing back and forth about whether her match has been made or whether it hasn't. He thinks he has found her a nice man to marry, but she doesn't agree with his choice. Okay, so is this where the, the gibberish sort of comes into play? Uh, not really. The gir- gibberish <laughs> comes in just I- in getting the tune across for the right. lilting, but the song is, um, is, yeah, it's just a humorous back and forth between a father and a daughter. Mm-hmm. And when you were on last year, uh, speaking with producer Emily Woodbury, I think you had talked about the way that speaking in, uh, singing in Irish, there's a way that the language clings to the the music and that was very emotionally resonant Mm -hmm. um 
Is this something that you hope to do more of with the music that you you know put out you know for future albums or in in other video series that you do? Sure. Yeah, I think singing in Irish is is really important to me. Um, I've like I said, I've been singing in Irish as long as I could sing in English. But um, there are just some so many beautiful songs, and the way to keep them alive is to sing them. Like, and the same way to keep the the language alive is to sing them. So I, I teach songs in Irish as well to kids here in St. Louis who have not got a word of spoken Irish, but can sing little songs in Irish, and it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful way to keep keep the, the those songs alive. Mm-hmm. And this question now, as it pertains to home. You travel mm-hmm. back and forth between U.S. and Ireland often, living transnationally. What is it that keeps you living in St. Louis for much of that time? Well, it depends on who you ask, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely one of the huge factors that has kept me in St. Louis has been uh, the, the music community here, and not just the Irish music community, although that has played obviously a, a, a huge role, but the music I- in general. And I really fell uh, into a wonderful, loving, supportive community at St. Louis Irish Arts when I came here first, and uh, that has been definitely the driving force in in keeping me in St. Louis um, although there are there are some other factors as well that have kept me in St. Louis too mm-hmm. <laughs> like other things that have to do with home yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Imer thank you for coming in today thank you for having me This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.